Welcome to Cancelled. Let's do professional this time. We are recording live from Permanent Record Studios here in Austin, Texas. We are into episodes three and four of White Privilege, the TV show, <laughs> a.k.a. Wonderfalls. <laughs> that laugh is the very funny Jasmine Ellis. How are you, Jasmine? I'm good. I'm happy to be here as Things always. it been good for you. I just saw you had a big show this past weekend, right? What'd you do? Yeah, on Friday I got to perform at the Majestic in Dallas, nice. opening for Michael Che. That's super fun. How was that? It was cool. It was uh, it was it was a really cool experience. I <laughs> I love what a humbling thing it is to have a day job because I like don't tell anybody I work with that I do comedy. Sure, of course. Never and so they were that. like, "What are you doing this weekend?" I was like, "Actually, I'm gonna don't tell anybody, but I'm gonna be opening for Michael." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, who is that? <laughs> Man, comedy still is like, no matter, you even like, he's on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and I so, told her that, yeah, and she yeah. goes, I don't have cable. And I was like. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny how comedy is like, you, you're you kind of insular in this world, so everything's so much more important to us, right? Yes. So you think, of these, oh, Michael Shea, he's super famous. And then you talk to somebody who just doesn't have like an aerial antenna on their TV, and they're like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about on this. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're not, it's not even like an old person either. It'll just be like a regular young she person. She was like 24. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> but it was an amazing experience. Like, I mean, the crowd was, that was one of the largest crowds I've ever performed in front of it sold out so it was like I think 1,010 yeah, seats yeah, yeah. Uh, I still could hear my parents like, that's was, great which was really nice and yeah. it, it was super cool and he was super nice and it was very chill it was nice yeah I've got, met him once or twice during uh, Moon Tower I think he was always pretty chill got some free barbecue out of it it was a Nothing good time wrong with that it was, <laughs> did they have it like catered backstage or something yeah nice. Con Lodge go, it was pretty dope it was, it was really really cool it is always there's also the other humbling side of that where you're like, because you'll get those shows and you're like, oh, this is nice. I got like a, a dressing room. What? And like, oh, they brought in food. And then your next show, they're like, here's your drink ticket. Shut up. Don't look at the <laughs> don't look at the customers. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's absolutely in balance. Like yeah, I told yeah, you yeah, about yeah. the uh, the Chitlin circuit right, I was right, on right. last week. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what comedy is, man. It's ups and downs. downs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm really happy. It was a cool experience, and uh, it was it was interesting. Michael Chase very nice. I I only got to talk to him for like a little bit, though. Sure. So he definitely wanted like he's working through a new hour, which is right, interesting right, 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 to right. like watch someone in that process of their careers. Like at one point, he had a notebook. The audience didn't give a shit. No, no, no. They there. loved him. Yeah, like, yeah. It was so. And fun. also, if you're a person, if you're the type of person that's like going to see Michael Che, or like going to see a comic like that. You'll get a kick out of knowing he's working on stuff and seeing the process. You know what I mean? You're like, if you're a fan like that, yeah. you'll be like, oh, hold on, oh, check out when I saw him. He was like in a notebook, and I saw like the first like beginning of that joke, and then People. when it hits the special, you'll be like, oh, I saw the. You know what I mean? Like, so my dad is like an old old black man. Yeah, yeah, so he was so he was not feeling it. No. <laughs> he was like, what is this notebook? I paid $50 for these tickets. You better, you better come with the real jokes. He literally goes, he goes, you know, he had a lot of political things to say and a mm-hmm. lot of religious things to say, but the one thing that offended me is that this nigga had uh, some, <laughs> some track pants tucked in his socks <laughs> like people didn't take their day off work to come see him. <laughs> that offended me. He, even, he didn't even have on one of those flat hats that the rappers wear. It was just one of them backwards cheap ones. And I was like, all right, daddy. All right. You did get in free. Relax. I was going to say, I hope you got him on the guest list at least. <laughs> That's too funny. So, 
my father was offended by the casualness of Michael's outfit. That's too funny. <laughs> He's just an old black. Yeah, man. I mean that's old. That is. <laughs> That is a different. They come from a different time. Like a show was like, oh, you had to do this. We don't people nowadays. Like no, Richard Pryor used to come out in a three piece red suit. suit. Red, yeah, 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 for sure. Not anymore. (laughs) That's my dad for you. That's my dad. And then you know what's funny is you'll see people now that still like. I'm trying to think of a good example, but like John Mulaney will wear a suit. Yeah, and it's like okay, I get the idea behind like dressing up or whatever. But then also, like, I like the intimacy of, like, oh, this feels like a conversation more than it feels like a show. I think it should fit who you are as a person. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Like, it would be weird if Eddie Murphy came out in some track pants. <laughs> He's a leather suit Negro. Like, that's what I want to see from you. I miss the butt cheeks out. I, <laughs> I hope he returns to that and we can just see what time has done to his butt cheeks. <laughs> like, I feel like I don't know that we're ever going to see Eddie Murphy on stage doing comedy again. I think he's cheeks or no cheeks. all the money in the world and then he's done. I think he's just out. Oh, and when he, I don't know if you remember him at uh, the, it was like the SNL 40 mm-hmm. anniversary or whatever. Yeah. He couldn't have given a shit. He got on stage like, yeah. Uh, so what am I introducing? Like he just didn't, he did not care at all. And that was like on TV. So unless he decides he needs to like come out and like, I want some like legacy album or something. I think we're, I think we've seen the last of uh, of Mr. Murphy. What does Murphy. it say about stand up that he's like more likely to put on another fat suit and a wig than tell it's, jokes? It, what, like it, what that's it lower. Says is you don't pay. It doesn't pay money. But it's work. It's, it's, it's lower hard. on the priorities. <laughs> it's hard work, and it does the return on investment isn't there, right? So to make the kind of money he can make doing a, a, a Norbit too, you have to. <laughs> tour for 900 days, right? You don't you don't get to just work for 3 months and then get residual checks. That's By true. the way, I knew a dude, I used to manage this movie theater back home in New York and uh just years ago when Norbit came out and a dude who was like a regular at that movie theater saw Norbit 9 times in the theater. 9 I saw Norbit three times in the theater, Ooh, which is... I didn't like, make it through one view in a Norbit. <laughs> Let me explain. Let me explain. I went with my parents. Uh-huh. Then I went with one of my best friends who was visiting from college because okay. she just really wanted to see it. Okay. And then it was a company outing for the makeup store I was working at. And I was like, I've seen this twice. And he's like, no, it's going to be great. Eddie Murphy's so funny. And it was the... Was such a bad movie. It's not good. It's not a good movie. And he look, I'm not opposed to Eddie Murphy in a fat suit. Like <laughs> that man can be funny in a fat suit, but that one was no, no. All right, we've been <laughs> rambling about Eddie Murphy for like ten minutes. Let's get into uh, it's a wonderfalls. What did you think of these episodes? Okay, so we're gonna start with episode three. Let's just, right? Well, let's let's meta it. What did you think of the two episodes? Where did you like them more than last week? Less than last week? More. Okay. Uh, I was I was intrigued to keep. Like I almost watched a four a fifth one today. I was like, oh, I'm kind of like I'm not hating it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, one because I feel like everybody kind of sees that Jay is trash. Sure. Uh, oh, she's so trash. She's just garbage. Um, and they're trying to give more layers to people, but I am I'm just enjoying picking it apart. So yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah, fun. yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> What'd you think? I liked them. I, okay, so I I felt like both of these episodes I liked to a point, like ninety percent of it, and then like the last ten percent I was like, okay, why are we doing this? <laughs> like you just went one thing too far. Yeah. Um. Let's jump into episode three. Episode three, wound up penguin is the name of the episode. Um. We start. In her trailer and all the the things, are, the inanimate objects are singing 99 bottles of beer to her. She starts talking about how, like, she's like, is that, like, 
You know, that's what they do in cults. If they, you know, they break you down so you can't sleep and then you'll get weak and you'll kill yourself. Are you trying to get me to kill myself? She's like trying to look for like more reason as to why this is happening. Yeah. And as a viewer, I need more reason as to why this is happening. I feel like there's somewhere that I need this to like, I'm going to need a, uh, I'm going to need like a, I don't know if that's recording. I'm going to need like a, there's a backup. Yeah, the backup's recording. So okay, cool. Anyway. Um, there's going to – like I'm going to need this show – not that I need it to explain everything, but I, it feels like it needs a purpose. Yes. Like if these are just random acts every week, it doesn't – like something needs to be guiding it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm feeling. So I kind of felt the way she was feeling. I also feel like she's taken this real, real well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people would have lost their shit by now. Like I, It's been weeks of inanimate objects talking to her, forcing her to do things. I feel like I'd go to a mental institution or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I um, Yeah, at that point, I noticed, like, all three of the inanimate objects that are in her house. Although, you know, each thing that's in her house that was talking to her, she stole. Yeah. Like, so it's like, you don't have to take home everything that starts talking to you. It's your fault. Throw it in the trunk. <laughs> Although I do think. Things will just wherever she is will start talking to her. I think that's true because like those those flamingos in the next episode, so far, yeah, like, there's stuff where like wherever she goes, stuff kind of just starts talking to her. But yes, also if like that, you, if you know for a fact that lion talks to you, throw it in a lake. <laughs> Why are you taking it with you? You don't want to listen to it anymore. <laughs> so yeah, and that uh, that started singing bottles of beer, which kind of like led her to going to the barrel, to the barrel, to the bar. She's talking to the bartender. She's real flippant about like. So the bartender's kind of talking about how her, you know, he's living there because he doesn't have, like, he doesn't really have a place where he lives. He's like, I sleep here, but I don't know where I live. Like, I don't live in New Jersey anymore. I don't have a house here. I'm sleeping in the back. Um, (laughs) And she says, he's like, it can kind of drive you crazy or whatever. And she starts, she says out of nowhere, she's like, yeah, and then things just start talking to you and telling you what to do. Like, she's just very open with this, you would think would be a secret to her, you know what I mean? I love how, like, he... That's what's so weird about it is, like, is this when, when people say that women aren't funny? Because he just keeps thinking that she's joking, but the jokes aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just nods when she says crazy shit and moves on. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's true. I, I hadn't even thought about that, but that's very accurate. Because <laughs> it's like, he either thinks she's crazy or he's, like, he's so attracted to her, he doesn't care that she's crazy. Yeah, there's a weird part in the next episode. We'll get to it, but I just want, like, she says something crazy to him, and he has, like, uh, like fireworks in his eyes where he's like super in love with her. Yes. This is the thing that's fallen made you fall in love. It's like you are dealing with a damaged woman. This is where uh-huh. I wrote down Brian Fuller likes to waste money because I feel like they add in a weird digital effect that was mm, unnecessary. Unnecessary. And then have like 90 things happen in one location. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah, like yeah. we can everything have fireworks else. or the reunion can be at the, the same, same bar at. where everything else is. I also wasn't a hunt. Well, that's a kind of a next episode thing, but it's also this episode. I don't understand the sort of – I don't want to say the demographics of Niagara Falls, but who is from there? Like did she go to – she she went to Brown, mm-hmm. but did she grow up in Niagara Falls? I'm assuming if yeah. that's where the res- – the re- but then also this priest who shows up in this episode mm-hmm. – I don't want to jump the gun on that because that's a big thing. Uh, so they're in the, they're in the bar – they're there the little after hours or whatever. They're talking a bunch. He's going on about his ex-wife. They're hearing noise. They go out to check on it, and there's a woman hiding in the barrel. So what I never noticed until this episode is that in the barrel, 
there is a very large barrel. <laughs> I never saw it in Did the previous there. episodes, but there's this huge barrel, and it's not a barrel like a like a wooden barrel that you think of, but it's like a big thing that someone rode over the edge of Niagara Falls, and. They look at it, and there's a woman hiding in there. Mm-hmm. She freaks out, knocks the barrel over, runs away. And that's kind of where the episode starts, right? There's a weird line where they come back, and they're like, oh, first off, I do want to say this. We had a homeless dude. <laughs> when I worked at, <laughs> I was working at this bar, Holy Mountain in town, and in the front, so there was a patio in the front, and then, like, the front had, like, a big, like, kind of, like, display window uh-huh. that kind of came out, like, out a little bit and then flat, so it was, like, deep. Uh-huh. And one day, some like, we, uh, one of the bar backs were like, okay, we got to clean out, like, you know, just get up above stuff, do a deep clean. They went up, climbed up there because you had to get up like, on a ladder to get up there. And there was just like clearly a man had been living above this window because there was like a sleeping bag and all his like belongings and stuff. And it was like, ooh, okay, well, now what do we like? I'm not going to call the cops. This is a homeless <laughs> dude just trying to find a place to live. But also, like, we can't have you living above the fit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a weird place. So we like very politely packed up his stuff and just kind of set it aside. Like, all right, we found your house. You've got to move along now, please. And I, so I had that connection to this episode of like, oh, this woman. Because they freak out. They're like, oh, do we call the cops? Do we do this? Whatever. It's like, no, bitch, just calm down. <laughs> I like how Jay instantly went into all of these She's possible She's the things. worst. She, she says, asked me it's like her she crack goes, barrel. She's a crack barrel. <laughs> she says, like, is she smoking crack? Is it a crack barrel? She goes, is she freebasing? She doesn't even know how to say freebasing. She goes, freebasing, which annoyed me. Um <laughs> And then, so the, so the inanimate object starts saying, bring her back to him. Mm-hmm. Bring her back to him. Uh, so they're like, okay, we have to, she's like, we have to find her and try to help her. They find a bus, pa- or like a train ticket or something in their, their stuff. They go to the train station. Series of events. They talk to a janitor who's like, oh, I saw her sleeping here a couple nights. And then that part's some, so creepy. It's super weird, too, because they keep using this line. So he goes, I saw, he goes, I, you know, I watched over her as best I could while I was working. Um, but then she was like being chased by this man in black showed up for her and she, and he ran away. It's like, Oh, she ran away. So do you remember what he looked like? And she goes, he says, I remember thinking that if, uh, Johnny Cash was born an Irishman, his music would have been more lilting. (laughs) And I was like, okay, so man in black, Johnny Cash, that is uh, Johnny Cash's nickname. I get that. So this guy's going to be like, have an Irish accent or have red hair or some thing that's Irish about him. Because they do a second reference to him being Irish when they are on the phone right before he shows up. He's just a white guy. There's nothing Irish about that dude. I gotta find out if this came from a book. Because sometimes they make these references that don't match the casting they did. Yeah, like yeah, I caught yeah, that yeah, on the yeah, first yeah. episode with old girl's carpet hair. Right, right, right. Yeah. It just it seems weird. Like they don't deep the the casting makes no sense for the script. Yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing he's just a very tall white man. There's nothing Irish about him. <laughs> yeah. And immediately Back to Crack Barrel, <laughs> she says she, she's a prostitute, and this and is her, her goth, goth pimp. pimp. <laughs> yes. And I was like, you are really jumping to some fucking conclusions here. You have no reason to believe any of those things. <laughs> and it gets worse. They go, so they he shows up, and he's like, hey, I, uh, I see you have, like, public notices in the window of the, of the gift shop. Would you add this one? It's like a missing flyer for the woman that they found in the thing. Please call this number. If you find her, they call the number. It's a hotel where he's staying. They go to listen. They find him there. And she starts going on about.
about how like uh, oh this feels like a hooker hotel hmm. it feels like a, a place that rates about an hour and and he's the bartender boyfriend is not the boyfriend whatever Eric, Eric is I like I finally got his name I'm fucking I, here's where I am at my level of interest in the show I enjoy it I will not learn names if like if they if I catch him I'll catch him I've I'm, not, catch- I'm not doing the effort I've been working so hard to figure out what his name is <laughs> I found out the real actor's name was Tyrone which I'm just like what? that feels weird yeah, 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 yeah. I got it does. <laughs> you, you do not feel much like he's that other guy's not Irish you do not feel like a Tyrone no <laughs> uh, um, but he so they, she's like oh he goes no it's a, it's just like a, a like a transient hotel it's, it's like people stay for a while there's a it's got a kitchenette and like a hot plate or whatever uh, and she it's like if she w- if she had money if she was a prostitute she wouldn't have had to steal a turkey club sandwich from the bar and she goes well maybe she's just a lazy whore <laughs> I was like holy shit Jay <laughs> she's like they can't all have a heart of gold or whatever and I was like Jesus Christ it just like it wasn't like she didn't say it. She had such venom in her inflection. You know what I mean when she said yes. it. It was real. She, maybe she's just a lazy whore. God damn it, Jay! <laughs> Not cool. Um, we find out she's a uh, a nun. The other guy's a priest. She has run away from the convent that she lives at, uh, and he's trying to figure out why. Yeah. One thing I loved, by the way, was there's that moment where um, Jay and Eric are listening to the wall to hear yeah, their yeah, conversation. Yeah, like, with like a cup with like a glass, yeah. Yeah, and they have this like, well, maybe it's just a transitionary place for people that are trans- that are in transit in life. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're running from things or someone, and they look at each other like they're about to kiss, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, that was so heavy-handed. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what – that is a thing about this episode that I like moments and then they ruin it by going too heavy handed. Yeah. So later on in this episode there's a so this episode is about at its core is about her losing her faith in God and questioning whether or not she belongs at the convent. Katrina the nun. Katrina the nun. <laughs> also it's about the uh, Eric the bartender not knowing his place in the world, right? Mm-hmm. He's lost faith in his wife. He doesn't know where he belongs. What am I doing? I'm transitioning. I don't have a house. I live in the back of this thing. So it's like this parallel story. Yeah, yeah, which is why he kind of projects onto very, protecting her and letting her make her own choices. Absolutely. Uh, so later on in the episode, we get this moment where he's confronting the priest about why you're trying to force her and she's not happy and she's trying to move on. And if you don't let her change, she, the change is already harder. But it's happening while the priest is taking a dump in his, ba- in his bathroom. <laughs> so then he kind of goes into the stall next to him and sits down and they start having this conversation. And it's clearly supposed to be a confessional, right? They're talking through the wall of this bathroom. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting and like well done. It's not, they're not, it's not the heavy handedest way. And then the priest just goes, Wait, are you confessing right now? And I was like, God <laughs> damn it. Like, you had a little bit of subtlety. Like you did not his, need it. Like, it was his first priest day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, like, there's just two, and there's moments of that in this episode that just kind of, like, you could have had a cool thing and you just kind of killed it with, like, being over the top. Much like that moment where they almost kissed, where it was like, yeah, I get it. You, <laughs> it can be subtle. This show doesn't do subtlety well. Not at all. I liked. Katrina the Nun. I thought the actress was good. Okay. Um, I don't like her as a character. You, I was about to, I was you rolled your crazy eyes. Well, yeah, she did try to cut Jay's heart out at one point. We'll get to yes. it. But I like the actress very much. Okay. She actually would go on to – she's on that show Claws right now. Um, Which one is she on She's Claws? the one who had the uh, ankle bracelet when she first got out. She was like kind of mousy. They, she first got out of jail in the first episode, and they like they had to give her a job back or whatever. I did not put two and two together. That that's, that's the her. same actress. Yeah, I love yeah, Claus. Yeah, 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 she would go on. She was on um, 
the we're vampires, but we fuck. What's that? Show? True Blood. True. Blood. <laughs> we're uh, vampires, but we fuck. Couldn't remember the name of the show, but that's basically what it was about, right? So, uh, <laughs> but she was on that, and then she went on the claws. Um, I like her a lot. There's this little soliloquy she does where she's talking about why she lost her faith, and it was all started with the cheese. <laughs> And how like the, the she I, I wrote a couple of the lines down because I I enjoyed it where she's like a flirt uh, a flirtation between uh, uh, oh I can't find it it was like a, it was like the a, cheese was my undoing yeah <laughs> just the microorganism of the cheese telling me God exists uh, because like the 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 wonderful beauty of the haphazardness of it all sort of thing she goes on in this big speech and I was like oh that's kind of fun um, but then like she goes completely crazy yeah. Right, so she, so she's leaving, but Jay's trying. Now Jay keeps getting these things to like bring her back to him, bring her back to him. So she's like, "Oh, I've got to get her back." First, she thought it was bringing her back to this man, but then she realizes, "No, it's bring her back to God." She even capital, capital H him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So she's gonna. She tells her. She tells Katrina about these the how she's having voices. Basically, Katrina's problem, which I had a little bit of a problem with. I'm not a religious person, so I don't know that world. Mm-hmm. But her argument is – she goes – the reason she's lost her faith is – like she, she has this line where she says, the microorganisms in this cheese tell me God exists. This sack of meat I'm in that houses a soul tells me God exists. But he hasn't told me. He's never said anything to me directly. And that's where he, she's lost her faith because God has never spoken – like said, hey, Katrina, I'm real. I'm God. I exist. Which she like – that's pretty goddamn narcissistic, right? Yes. Like God is busy. There's a lot of us. There's a like, lot going on. Like <laughs> he's got a lot to deal with right now. I don't know if you're paying attention, but the devil is our president. Like he's got shit to do. Granted, this is 2005, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that just seemed like a very narcissistic approach to religion. And granted, I don't know religion. Maybe it has a lot of narcissism in it, but oh, for sure. Um, but it's a narcissism that keeps us going because the idea that like God put thought into us and that right, we're, you right, know, because right. it's, it's hard to, to deal with the idea that everything's just random. random right. Yeah. It's like if you can think that cheese is a thought out process, then you're a thought out process. Sure. I actually wrote a line down that I thought was interesting that Katrina says it's a sin to live in his house when doubt lives in your heart. Right. 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 Which is what made her leave because she felt like I can't be a nun if I doubt God's existence. Right. But the only thing I thought was like, well, what compelled you? To believe in God enough to become a nun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's supposed to be your God talking to you part. That's a big jump, you would think, right? Yeah. And also she's going on about how much she loved the convent, right? She loved it. They grew wheat in the yard and they made all this great food and they – There was a sisterhood sisterhood and all that, right? So she loves it, which I was annoyed then when Eric – is so adamant about, like, why are you forcing her to go back to this place? She doesn't want to be there. And it's like, no, she's clearly conflicted by how much she wants to be there versus does she feel like she deserves to be there or belongs there. there. Exactly, right? So, like, his response is so over the top that it's like, we get it. You're projecting. This is about you. And he he actually goes – I think I'm projecting my issues. <laughs> that's, that's my problem. With this. It's, it's like, stop. Oh, my God. Remember when I said last episode about the uh, how there's basically the the ice cube problem or ice tea problem that you have on SVU? Yeah, yeah. So you mean to tell me? Yeah, yeah. Every character does that to themselves. Mm-hmm. They just say out loud. Exactly what they're feeling. But he can't figure out that Jade is, that Jay is batshit crazy. Like right. that part, he doesn't question. Yeah, well, he's blinded by that flat butt. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get I don't know. I don't want to be shitty, but like I don't. I don't understand what's so enamoring about her. She is she's pretty, which is fine. But here's the thing: she's not nice. She's 
kind of funny in the like shitty way. Yeah. She's not particularly attractive. She doesn't she like she particularly dresses down her attractiveness, right? I'm sure if I saw her in a room, I'd be like, oh, that's a very pretty woman because she's an actress and you got to judge them on that scale or whatever, right? So, But like, she you know what's funny she, about her? Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Also, too, she's not kind. She's not kind. She's not kind. She's mean. But she's flat out mean. There's a part where he gives her all this credit for being a kind person when she's like under her breath calling the, the nun a crack whore yeah, and all these things. She is not Nice. It's it's funny because this is like this is the early the mid two thousands when like the beginning of the trope for the manic pixie dream girl was coming out and right. I'm starting to see the thought process behind it before it became like whoa it's in what every character yeah 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 but it's basically a lost guy creating this perfect woman out of whatever is just in front of them yeah 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 out of clear blue sky right yes it's not there he's projecting it like oh yeah I think you're kind and I love how you care about other people and it's like no. she didn't know no I think <laughs> she is almost a blank canvas that he can project what he wants to onto her, right? Because she doesn't really project anything other than she's mean. Yeah. But, like, everything else is just sort of whatever. She works at a store. She doesn't really have a lot going on. So, like, he can just sort of make give her these qualities. Yeah. Um. So I forgot, by the way, that the brother is a, is a theology. Theologist, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got, like, six PhDs or whatever in theology. So they bring her to – to the brother mm-hmm. uh, to be like, oh, maybe he can explain why you should go back to God, I guess. That shit pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like, when when they got to the part where they were talking about exorcisms, it was like all of a sudden he knew everything about it. It's like, she's an actual nun. Yeah, you would think she studied some of this. Yeah, I, he, I, I, that really bothered me too. That was, that like, was some like every- that was some mansplaining shit right there for <laughs> sure. That bothered me so much. I also, yeah. I appreciated finding out um, where her family stood religiously, which was I like that. See, so there's this moment when it's when she's he's going through the like. So basically, what happens is she doesn't believe her at first about these inanimate objects, but then uh, she kind she convinces her briefly for a little bit. They go to the priest, but and I missed this part entirely. But apparently, Jay had bet the priest that she could restore her faith in tw- like give me 24 hours I'll have her back I didn't see it I didn't either. see it happen no I, I think I feel like that might have been a weird edit or, or something that was like in a cut that didn't make the cut the final cut or something because I did not notice that happen no but it's mentioned as though it's true and Jay looks guilty like yeah I did say that but right. I didn't mean this yeah uh, so she's like no I'm not I don't believe you you're mean uh, the the uh, inanimate object the, I think it's the penguin in this episode tells Jay to break he goes, break the taillight break the taillight they're by their cars right and she's like see it's telling me to break this taillight right now and I'm not doing it um, so she goes to leave the car rolls hits this other car breaks the taillight and the nun's like oh it broke the taillight just like you said it was gonna do you didn't do it so obviously there's something going on here you must be possessed she's like that's things are telling you what to do that's not God talking to you that's the devil talking <laughs> to you uh, so she's convinced that she has to give Jay a an how exorcism. Catholic is that, by the way? Very to Catholic. be like, I don't know, God's talking, but the devil is. Yeah, 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 <laughs> to yeah. Go yeah. Right to <laughs> uh, so she's got to give her. She's convinced she has to give her an exorcism. So she goes back to the brother to have the brother tell her about the exorcism process. While that's happening, the bartender Eric is talking to the priest in the in the in the bathroom confessional. <laughs> At the same time, her 
three, her uh, father and mother and maybe the sister is there, I think. Yeah, the sister's, sister's there. sister's there are trying to tell her why, oh, we're so happy that you've, like, turned – because they've met the nun or whatever. They're, like, so happy that you've turned to God in this qu- time of questioning for you. We just want you to come to our God. We're <laughs> Presbyterians. <laughs> Which is so Christian. It's, it's so, all the same. All the same Jesus, right? But what I really love is this – like, their pitch is, like is, like – business right yeah so their pitch is like you know for them to pray they have to go through saints and idols and statues and nuns our prayers go straight to god because we're <laughs> presbyterians like and it's just such a like milk toast pitch that I, I really that sort of cutting back and forth between the three i thought was actually very successful i like really worked for me i like that part a lot too uh one thing i wrote down which is when jay is so upset her family's trying to take her to church she goes but i didn't do anything wrong i shouldn't have to go to church yeah 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 <laughs> that was super fun i like that too and then they say something along the lines of that didn't work when you're a kid and it doesn't work now <laughs> or she goes wait is it christmas because if so it really snuck up on me no gifts yeah yeah, she, yeah i wrote that down too she's like it really snuck up on me none of you were getting anything that made me laugh <laughs> she's the worst i love um uh, so <laughs> we see she goes Jay goes back to her trailer and Katrina the nun is waiting for her and she's like kind of got a creepy vibe we don't know 100% what's happening yet she has a jar of chloroform and she knocks out Jay cuz she's going to perform this exorcism she has to tie her down the brothers told her how like they tie you down they burn you they cut you to make your body an uncomfortable place for the demon to be is essentially how you drive the demon out where the fuck does she get a bottle of chloroform <laughs> let's let's just pretend here's like let's just pretend i didn't even i didn't even second guess that thought. i was here, like chloroform it, is at stores right it, well let's pretend it is right let's <laughs> pretend in niagara falls you can walk to a store and buy a bottle of chloroform she was stealing turkey sandwiches two days ago she has no money <laughs> so how did she buy a bottle of chloroform where's she living i don't understand any of this it doesn't make any sense yeah that was a big loop so I, I, that really bothered me but she's got this bottle of chloroform unless the brother has an exorcism kit that he just gave her. I mean, not maybe, knowing he was coming for her sister. <laughs> for her sister. I, maybe uh, she. So she ties her down, and she had. I mean, she's got like ninety candles lit around her. She's gonna burn her. She pulls out a, at one point. She's got a giant dagger. She's going to cut her. She's like, I can cut the demon out of you. Uh, and Jay's, you know, begging for her life. Blah blah blah. Meanwhile, the priest is like, "All right, well, I tried. She's not coming back. I'm leaving." He goes to leave town. Gets pulled over because his taillight's broken, right? Yeah. That was his car that got broken. The cop is immediately like, you're coming with me. Like, he, go, he runs his name and he goes, you're coming with me. And I was like, this <laughs> – that man is white. This doesn't, this doesn't <laughs> compute at all. I don't understand why the cops are being so mean to him. Uh, we find out – I'm not here's – cons- here's what I don't understand. I get – so I understand the whole setup, right, which is that they broke the – Whatever this force is that's telling her to do things, these inanimate objects, whatever that voice is, it told her to break the taillight so that he would be delayed. What we find out is he has a kid that he didn't know about because he hasn't, wasn't always a priest. He even says at one point during the confession like, you know, I had my crazy days before I wasn't a priest or whatever. <laughs> so he has a kid that he didn't know about and he's been uh, – He's de- he's behind on child support, but he didn't. Like, he's a deadbeat dad essentially, but he didn't know because he never had a kid, and she couldn't find him. It's just writing his name, I guess. It showed up, and now all this child support. Does that how child support works? Like you get well, pulled over, and well, your they, child support it, well, comes up. It can. Like there, you are. There's a certain level you hit 
that I believe like they will issue a warrant for your arrest because you were like negligent on whatever. Shit. That happens. Okay. Good. Fuck you. Pay your child support. Anyway. <laughs> Good. Uh, what I don't understand is how the cops then end up at the trailer. Because the cops from that the cops end up at Jay's trailer and save her. They said um, that you were seen at the scene of an accident fleeing. Um, so but that's what I don't understand is like why they didn't arrest her right there. But that was what they say. Any, I, oh, so they were there for Jay because of the accident? Because of the, oh, she does get seen. Okay. They do, they do lay that groundwork a little bit because when the car hits the other car and breaks the taillight in that parking lot, she gets in her car and drives away, but she backs into another car in the process. Oh. And there's a guy that's walking in and kind of looks at her and then goes about his business. But so there is like – So I guess they – They ass- put a little nu- a nugget of that. We it assume he wrote down her license plate. They track it back to her trailer. It wasn't clear enough. But that being said, the cops show up in time to save her from getting her fucking heart cut out or whatever. Highly doubt mm. – that person who lives in a trailer would have updated their license to have the trailer on the license. I, Mom and dad's address is on that license. 100%. <laughs> I also highly doubt that the cops are serving uh, warrants for, for like a bumping in a parking lot at 2 in the morning in a goddamn trailer park. Like, <laughs> they'll just come to your job. Um, but here's my other – what I said before about like the who lives where and what is the size of this place. So they find he's been wanted for this child – for negligent on his child on his child support, they they show up. He tells that to the priest, and they have this epiphany moment of, "Oh, don't you understand? All the, God made me lose my faith so that I would come here, so that you would get pulled over and you would be reunited with your child." And that's when Jay goes, "I'll oh, bring her to him." It was the little girl back to his dad, not the not her to God or her back to the priest. This all makes sense. The little girl just lives there too. I don't, where does the priest live? Like none of that makes any sense. Because like the next thing you see, the the mom shows up with the little girl and is like, "Here's your dad." But like, yeah, where does where is this nun or where's this convent? Where is he? Like, if she got on a train to get here, he she must. It, it's implied that she's coming some distance. Yeah. So I like it just doesn't that to me is like you had a de- like you did not have to introduce the girl at the end of this episode. You. You could have been like, I have a kid, and now I'm I'm because he doesn't go back to the priesthood, right? He stays because I have this daughter, and I got to take care of my kid or whatever. Which I thought was crazy because he's like, I'm I'm your father, and it's like, well, why is this? Well, he does a weird, acceptable. He does a weird move where he goes, I'm father, I'm your father. Like it's like <laughs> I hated that. It was I hated so dumb. So it was much. so dumb. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. But like they could have literally just had him go like, well, now I know I have this daughter out there. I can't go back to the priesthood until I find her. And that would have been enough reason for her to not to, for him not to return and then also not test my like credulity that this girl just happens to live like five minutes from the police station. Like I just seemed unnecessary. And that's what I mean about going like one step too far. I kinda <laughs> like the whole the eventual reveal of like, oh he's got this kid. That's with the taillight, blah blah blah. Like all that stuff kind of worked for me. But then to just go that one step too far of like, oh also your kid's outside. Like that just seemed dumb. It did restore Katrina's faith, though, because she right. believed, like, okay, you were told to break the taillight. When the taillight broke, all these things got in motion. Sure. So, but wouldn't that have? But wouldn't have just 
the fact that he knows now he has a kid and he's going out to find her, wouldn't that have been enough to restore her faith? Like it, the same thing? It's because the show just has to be heavy handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't trust that we're paying attention. So I think like... that's literally what it is. I think it doesn't trust us. <laughs> and it's like maybe cut us some slack and like we're we're watching your show. We're paying attention. I should Google the reviews. Like I'd love to see how snarky yeah, yeah, the reviews yeah, yeah, of this yeah, yeah. back in the day were. <laughs> they also might have not been terrible because like – TV's just gotten better in the last, like, 15 years or whatever it was from this. So this might have just been good at the time. Agree. Agree. Um, that being said, I like the episode. Overall, I give it a thumbs up. Not all the way, like, maybe, like, thumbs at, like, 11 o'clock. I uh, I give it points for continuity. I like mm-hmm. that they did, I like they didn't just call it a day at Eric. Yeah, my wife cheated on me, and that's just how I end up here, and that's the end of it. We get a right. little bit more background, sure, and we're and, gonna get more in the next episode, which you, I, I kind of like. I like how it ended with him, like they they're at the train station at the end, and she, she's like, you know, well, do you think you'll go back? And he goes, I think that a train leaves every hour, right? So right, right, he's right, open right. to it, but yeah. he needs more time to process. Sure, yeah, yeah. it was good. Um, that brings us to episode four, Pink Flamingos. Uh, I This episode was goofier in a way than yeah. the previous ones, which is hard to say because they're all pretty goofy. But this had like an extra level of goofiness that I kind of enjoyed. Um, the overall arcing story of this episode is twofold. One, uh, the best friend from high school is back or not best friend she hated her Gretchen. the blonde girl from high school Gretchen is back because it's their six and a half year high school reunion <laughs> which I actually found very funny I enjoyed that a lot because I uh, I spent last year in like a Facebook group planning a reunion that I I was did. about to ask cause are you a reunioner because I was not here's <laughs> I had a feeling you were not yeah. um, I was someone who was Part of a reunion group, mm. and then got in a fight with the girls in the group, and helped plan an alternate year reunion. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a separate oh, alternate reunion. That's so petty, I love it. Oh, these hoes! These yeah. hoes wanted to have. It was like two hundred dollars a ticket yeah. for these people, yeah, and yeah, they thought yeah. it made sense. We grew up in Arlington, Texas, but right, they wanted the right, reunion right. to be in Dallas because, quote, Arlington is ghetto. And I said, well, if Arlington's ghetto, you're ghetto because you're from Arlington. Because yeah, we yeah. went to that same ghetto ass school, so right, we're back right, and forth right, with each right, other. Right, right. Um, well, I just don't understand where a grown woman doesn't have the money. It's like, not that I don't have the money. I don't well, want to spend the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we created a free union that was super fun and we had like a signature drink and it was at a dive bar and right it was on. a good ass time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. only like 40 students went to that. That's even better. But like 12 no, went to the $200 one. I was going to say there's no way you wanted all the people that would have gone to the $200 one, you don't want to hang with those people anyway. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, 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 for sure. It was, uh, here's a great thing, though, is I had a graduating class of two, no, um, 507 students. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, <laughs> both of, of us kind of like, fucked up. Both of you kind of yeah. lost. <laughs> <laughs> so she wants to throw this six-and-a-half-year reunion, and she wants Jay's help setting it up. That's kind of story A. Story B is that... Jay accidentally <laughs> runs over her father with a car. So they're, it's, they're, he's like giving her a ride to work or something in the morning. They're going so, for breakfast. They're going for breakfast. They're going for waffles. That's right. Uh-huh. And uh, they're in a car. And before they back out, the, the garbage cans are all knocked over behind them. So he has to get out to move the garbage cans. And she's not helping because she's Jay and she fucking sucks. <laughs> There's some pink flamingos outside and he keeps telling her, get off your ass. Get off your ass. Get off your ass and help. They don't even say help. They just say get off your ass. And, and she's she like, goes, he's fine. He's fine. He's got it, right? And she's like, yeah, dude. That's like, I'm fine. I, it, she eventually reaches over to like close a window to get the flamingos to stop talking to her. She knocks the handbrake off. The car rolls and runs over her dad. Uh, the dad makes this noise, by the way. It's off camera, so you don't see it. But you just hear him go, oh, 
motherfucker. And it made me laugh. It is the most like exaggerated, goofy noise, and it made me laugh. Um, so she, so that's the other storyline is the the other sister. He's at the hospital for a little while, then he gets sent home, and the other sister is supposed to take care of him. Mm-hmm. Points for continuity. The lesbian, I don't want to say girlfriend because they're clearly not that connected yet. But the girl, the woman, the sister met at the hospital in the first episode is back. Yes. Uh, which I was like, oh, good. I want to see more of that storyline. I want more of, let's see what's going on with the sister. That seemed like a big reveal for them to not have touched since. And that gave, they gave us a little bit more insight on that, too, because I was surprised to learn that the sister, like, has been gay. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, she's I, what, been hiding it forever. She's been hiding it forever, but she's never been... She's never been in that, like a gay relationship, right? She says she's never been with a woman. No, I oh oh maybe I missed. Maybe she I says missed. that what later on in the episode when we get the reveal that the the woman she's now connected she's with is like I guess supposed to be bi or just sort of experimenting or whatever mm-hmm. because she says how like she goes she goes oh it would be much hard like the not the sister but the other one the woman she's with says like it would be so much harder for you if I was actually gay and she goes what she's like yeah you know I like she's like what do you mean she's like I. You know, I like. She goes, I like men, and he's. She's like, but I'm a woman. She goes, oh yeah, yeah, you are, and you're definitely a woman, or <laughs> all sexy or whatever. And that throws the sister off. The sisters. She goes, is that going to be an issue for you? And she's like, an issue, or she's like, an issue. It's a whole damn magazine or whatever. <laughs> she has some dumb line that she says. Um, I miss a little bit because I thought she was implying. At least what I got out of it, the sister. What is her name? Is it was implying that she had never slept with a man before. I think she's maybe never slept with a man. I don't know if she's ever slept with a woman. I thought she said that she had never been with a woman, and she goes, have you? Maybe I heard her wrong. I think I think the girlfriend, the brunette, who was with the, the UPS guy had never been with a woman before. Okay. But left him because she wanted to experiment. Gotcha. And I think the blonde has never been with a man. Oh, okay. So she's a little thrown off of the idea that she's dating a woman who sometimes dabbles and dates men. Gotcha. Okay. I think so. But also, she's like very much... She's very much not out of the closet, right? Yes. That's all to the point where she roofies her father so she can make out with this girl in the living room. The way she not crushes okay. up the pills to put them in his milk to serve them with cookies. It's uh it's not okay. You cannot <laughs> drug your dad. Like or anyone. You can't drug people. How about that? I, by the way, that was one of my favorite parts when he when he's like just like Drugged out, out of his yeah, mind yeah, yeah, and yeah, walks yeah, yeah. in the living room, walks in on them, doesn't realize what he saw. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, he's like zombie fighting. He just sees them and he's like got a glass of milk that's like spilling everywhere. <laughs> and then he just, but now he also has a cast from his ankle to his hip. So he's like in that and tidy whities and just like wobbling. <laughs> that actually did make me laugh very hard as well. I enjoyed that very much. And I liked how they referenced it at the end of the episode. He's like, Did you know our cable plays? <laughs> yeah. Lesbian? You know our cable comes with lesbian porn or whatever he says? Yeah, that made me he laugh. He didn't even too. realize he was watching something live <laughs> so so that storyline is happening but the main storyline is that Gretchen is shown back up she wants his help she's going on and on about how oh her life is perfect she's got this great husband blah 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 so the whole time I'm like okay so that's all bullshit like I, I called it immediately yeah like, this is clearly she's miserable and she's trying to cover up and make up for this yeah the six and a half year reunion thing because she says like oh I could have waited ten but I'm just so happy I wanted to show everybody how happy I was or whatever and something about how they're going to be in Israel on a oh, mission yeah, trip oh yeah 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 there's a whole thing so like it, it, ugh, it was annoying yes um, there's some like I like the family. I like the father even. The father says something that, like, I like the father because he's 
he's supportive of her, mm-hmm. almost to a point where he shouldn't be. He's like, there's nothing wrong with being in the service industry. She, he says to her at one point where she goes like, she, he's like, are you going to go to this reunion or whatever? Because she's like got the mail and it's, it's got an invitation or whatever in the mail. And she goes, oh, yeah, I'll just wear my smock It's all, from work. It's already got my name sewn into it, blah, blah, blah. She's like being real smarky and then – or snarky. And he says, don't denigrate what you do. It's like a very specific line. And I was like, this is like – He's like a good dude. Yeah. And like it's very easy for them to play him shitty, but they don't. And I think that's an interesting choice because the mom, on the other hand, they also don't – they want to make her not all out bad, but she's got some fucking boundary issues. I think they maybe softened that up after episode one because in the beginning it just seems like nobody in her family likes her and right. she doesn't like her family. Yeah. So like you see that she has a relationship with her dad because the two yeah. of them are going to breakfast, breakfast. just and it's the like two a regular thing that they do. Yeah. And she even feels bad when because she even says that loud, yeah, I didn't get off my ass and now my sister took my place because yeah, 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 her yeah, sister's yeah. going to watch the dad that. and later drug him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at one point when they're in the hospital room the mom says that, like the the sister's making all, a bunch of jokes about how she almost killed her dad. And the mom says, your sister's not a cold-blooded murderer. She's never been a planner. And I was like, that's so <laughs> shitty. She's never been a planner. There's a bunch of, like, lines. Even when, like, the dad says a couple things where he's trying to be nice, but it's, like, kind of hurtful. So, like, it says one point to her, it's like, I know when you... Uh, I know it's when you're when you're careless. It's not because you don't care. Uh, he says like oh, it's, these things the... just happen with you or something to that effect. He says, and it's like he actually is trying to be nice, but it comes out real not good. That's that whole like I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would hurt me. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Gretchen shows up. I want your help. You got to help me with this fucking uh, reunion. She doesn't want to help because of course not. <laughs> But then she finds out their union is also going to be at the barrel because they only have one set. <laughs> and uh, Brian Fuller likes to waste money. <laughs> and, Je- and, Je- and she shows up and she's so sh- – Gretchen is terrible. Oh, yeah. Right? But this is where the show loses it is where like if they had given Je- her some level of likability, she needs vulnerability, right? So – I understand by wa- having watched a lot of television, her coming in with all this bluster and all this, oh, my life is perfect, blah, 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 is clearly just a setup for her life to not be perfect because that's how TV works. Yeah. But for that to work right with a character, she needs to come in with some amount of vulnerability and likability so that when the flip happens, you actually feel sympathy for her. Whereas in this case, she's just shitty to everybody, and she calls the black friend Janet, even though it's not her name, and all this shit. And then when the flip happens... Oh, I finally caught on to this. Oh, the Janet thing? Janet is the only other black girl at that school. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, part, yeah. There's a part where... Yeah, she sees her. And when she, she goes, goes, Janet! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was so shitty, by the way. Right. So, like, all that shit happens. So when she does finally reveal that, like, the husband's not coming, they don't love each other, but, like, whatever, all the shit, it's like, oh, good, fuck her. Like, I don't like you. You're not nice. Yeah. Like, you need some amount, like, of likability for that turn to be relatable in any way. To me, that was, like, a real miss. So when she does eventually flip, and also the mom, can we talk about this mom's boundary issues? Yes. So she's setting up this uh, – This she's helping – she agrees to help – eventually agrees to help her set up this uh, reunion because the things tell her to, right? Mm-hmm. And then 
uh, not Janet, <laughs> the friend, uh, says to her, that she's, uh, that's her real name. I think her actual name in the show is something with an M. It's like, because she says, I wrote it down. She says Mahandra. It's Mahandra. Because she goes, Mahandra, like she's, uh, the girl calls her, Gretchen calls her Janet. She goes, Mahandra. And she goes, Shalom. <laughs> I thought I thought it was genuinely that funny. That is so annoying. It's really annoying, that. but it, it made me laugh. Shalom. Yeah. So uh, uh, she Mahandra agrees to help because she's going to use it as an as an, a, a chance to get back at her. She's going to get some revenge because she was shitty. I didn't like this moment. She's like looking at her old high school re- like high school like ID or whatever, and she goes, "Oh, that was the day she put activator in my shampoo." I remember that. And then that, they show, I wrote that down. And then they show the picture, and she just has a big afro. That's not what Activator does. Am I wrong? No, it's yeah. not what Activator. It's not even what Activator. Activator's for like jerry curls, right? Yes. It's for like getting loose, wet curls. It so didn't like, make any- she just had a giant afro made no, it really annoying. Oh, no, me. and Jay goes, it was a good look for Black History <laughs> Month. Yeah, oh, yeah. I cringe. <laughs> oh, I cringe so hard. And for sure. Like, they're just so mad about it. And it's like, and she goes, yeah, until it all broke off. And I was like, do they not know? And I was like, there's no black people writing any of this. And Tracy's just trying to get her check, so she's just saying the lies. Whatever, for sure. (laughs) She's like, this is a good break for me. Um, So she's going to help. She, the, while they're there working on, she's like, "Oh, you're going to blow up the balloons, and you're going to do whatever." And uh, she's like, "I thought you'd have." They show up, and there's like 90 people helping. And the whole point was that she didn't have anyone to help her. And she goes, "Oh yeah, I found the. I got in touch with the marching man. And they all wanted to help. I've got tons of. I've turned away. No, I didn't turn away anybody with a spit valve or some dumb line." She says, "Yeah." But then she goes, "So I'm actually going to throw a little pre." Uh, party bash at the hotel tonight just for the A-listers. A-listers. She's like, none of these people, so just the A-listers. And you'll meet my fiancé or husband or whatever uh, there because he's going to get into town early. So they show up at the hotel and she's like, where's your she's – like, she's like, just the gang or whatever. And she's like – they show up at the hotel and I'm like, well, where's the gang? She's like, oh, you guys are the gang. It's just the two of them. It's just Mahandra and Jay and Jay's <laughs> mom who's there. And Jay's mom goes, oh, you made the A-list. I've been in the A-list since you were in the 10th grade or whatever the fuck she said. And I was like, mom, you need to work on your boundaries. Oh. This is – Inappropriate. Jay goes, of course you're here. You were at prom. Yeah, she was at prom. She's like, as a chaperone or whatever. Oh, it's so cringy. It's very cringy. The mom wins an award at the reunion. For best dress? Something. Yes, it was so weird. It's like, I get it. Like, you want to build up this rivalry or whatever with Jay, but it's like, this is not making me like anybody involved. It doesn't make any sense. It's It's super weird. weird. It's just weird. Popular girls don't hang out with unpopular girls' moms. Moms. And then the mom (laughs) also shows, like, when at one point the mom is at the reunion and this, like, group of, like, nine girls are like, oh my God, Kelly! Like, they run to her. She's just, like, got all these friends. It was very weird. Very weird. Uh, the husband's not she gets she gets a call we're at that party uh, the husband's not showing up right which we knew was gonna be the turn like I called it already yeah and she's like and here she goes okay he's not coming blah 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 here's the pictures and she's like going through the pictures and this is us in Singapore and this is blah 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 and she goes and this uh, is where I realized my husband doesn't love me and then she like <laughs> breaks down with this like and drink or whatever it was so over the top it was super over the top and I don't give a shit I wouldn't love you either, bitch. You're not nice. No one on the show is nice. The only nice one is the father and maybe Mahandra, but Mahandra's trying to get revenge, which I respect. But, like, you're not a likable person. You're not. You've shown up and done nothing but be snotty and rude, and you have a history of the same because your time in high school was spent being shitty to people. (laughs) Putting activators in black girls. I wish. I wish. (laughs) It's it's such a weird thing, too, because it's like, 
that is just something maybe they used at the time. So it would be like if they were like, oh, I, you went and put cocoa butter in my lotion. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. I don't know. That seems like a nice thing that you did. Um, <laughs> so the so the the inanimate object, the flamingos, kind of, it transfers. It's a flamingo, then it's a chicken on the back of her brooch because their team is the roosters. That shit was weird. I, 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 that was the first time that one of the inanimate objects said something that sounded violent. Yeah, and I was like, is she crazy? Like you know? Well, I kind of like that turn. So she's putting this. She's trying to cheer up Gretchen because she's. I guess Jay's nice now. She feels and, bad for her. Right. And she's like, oh, you know, your husband will be here, whatever she's saying. And she goes, oh, can you put this hair clip in? It's got this big logo from the high school. It's from, my bo- it's from the, the Booster Roosters because it's like the booster club for the high school or whatever. <laughs> and when she puts it on, it's got this big chicken on the back. And the chicken goes, just like ruin Gretchen, I think it says. Destroy, destroy Gretchen. Gretchen. Is it destroy? Which was like, I was like, that's big. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. And, it's, but it, and it even says it like destroy, like with, like with animus, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like. Like, oh, see, that's an interesting turn. It would be interesting for the character if the things sometimes told her to do good things and sometimes told her to do bad things and she had to figure out which was which. That might be another layer to this, right? Another layer. Earlier, because her dad got hurt, at one point she says to Eric, she goes, I have to listen to what these things tell me or people get hurt. Right, right, right. And he's just, yeah. And he's fine with it. I'm fine with it. Like, I was just like, she is just casually dropping this schizophrenia into regular conversations. (laughs) Also, Eric reveals that something's a little wrong with him. Where basically he goes, he calls it. What does he call it? He says it's like almost. It's like a, he doesn't say a, a, autism adjacent, but it's like almost autistic. He it's a. He says borderline borderline autism. autistic. And when I was watching it with fiance. He goes, I guess Asperger's wasn't a thing yet. And what certainly wasn't, but also like. He doesn't have either of those things. He you can tell by the way he conducts himself and has emotions and talks to people that he doesn't have either of those They gave things. him such a half-assed quirk. His quirk is, is that he counts the, the letters and words. Letters and people's names specifically. Yes. Because the way he talks about high school, like he had such fun in high school. And she goes, oh, I bet you knew everybody in your high school class. He's like, no, I didn't know them. I knew their names and how many letters were in their names. <laughs> and she's like, what? And she says, like, oh, yeah, you've got nine letters in your names. And she goes, butos, butos, golly. And he says, like, 14 or whatever. Like, he has this. <laughs> but then she thing, says, uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah. Like, and he's, <laughs> he's 34, but everybody asked me that. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I but love it's that. It's such a half ass quirk. Yeah. It was half ass. And it felt like, okay, we got to give him a reason. Why he doesn't notice how bad shit crazy Jay is. I guess. Maybe he's always counting her numbers <laughs> and he doesn't really think about what she's saying because he's counting it instead. Could have been. <laughs> uh, so they're at the thing. Uh, Mahandra has decided that she's like, there's a line I liked where she says, she's like, she, he sh- she shows her a mirror, like Jay shows her a mirror or something while she's talking about, like, I gotta, ki- I gotta ruin this bitch. And she <laughs> realizes, oh, I don't wanna be that person. And she says, like, that's not the Janet I wanna be, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, did- I kept forgetting what her name yeah, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, that's not the Janet I wanna be, which I thought was really funny. Uh, but then the chicken's telling her to destroy her, destroy her, and Jay goes, no, you know what? I'm gonna help. I'm going to save this bitch's marriage, was exactly what she said. <laughs> um, so she calls the fiance or husband or whatever from uh, Gretchen's phone. Mm-hmm. And he's driving and he's eating his chocolates and uh, says, like, oh, look, I'm sorry. I didn't want to come because it seems like we never can get two words out without fighting. And I know this is an important night for you, but I'm on my way, blah, blah, blah. And she says, like, you, like, uh, she says something along the lines of like, how can she even get two words in? You've been talking the whole time. She goes, hey, who's this? He goes, oh, just make sure you come in with flowers and chocolate. 
uh, if I were you, essentially. Yeah. And he looks over to grab some chocolate to make sure that he's like put the lid back on the chocolates he's been eating. <laughs> and then you hear like this giant truck screeching at him and he goes, ah, he screams. And it's like, oh, he's dead. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really thought he was dead. I thought he was completely dead. And she goes like, she goes back to Eric. She's like, I think I killed a man. And he, she, he, she goes, well, how did that go? And she goes, I think I killed a man. She goes, oh, so not as well as you would have hoped. Uh, and she goes, and then here's what's so fucking weird. She makes this phone call. Believe, she believes she killed this guy. <laughs> and then she goes, well, I guess I better go destroy Gretchen then because the chicken told me to. <laughs> Which is like such a shitty, you already he killed said, her she husband. She said that to Eric too. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. Okay. She said it to a bunch of people. No one tries to stop her. And then she goes, and it's like a, like a half-assed carry where she goes up on the uh the the Gretchen's like giving out awards and she walks up on stage and goes I destroy you Gretchen whatever and like throws a, a fucking eye tie on her she goes <laughs> eh, she screams and runs out meanwhile there's been this marine that's shown up and hasn't said anything he's just kind of been he keeps like trying to approach Gretchen and not and he's just kind of being weird it's funny because he's like super handsome at first and right. then the more the camera lingers on him the more I'm like something's wrong with him yeah, yeah. So, like I was like thinking he was gonna you know officer and a gentleman her that's and what just, I was expecting and it was gonna be romantic like, maybe he was like her first love in high school that's really what I assumed me but too. then once she didn't recognize him I was like oh, oh no. no I was like he's gonna be some like he was like a fat kid in high school that had a crush on her or something and, and I, go ahead I uh <laughs> that just reminded me of uh, when I was in high school, yeah. uh, the gospel choir was doing singograms, where they would come into class and mm. sing a song to your love. Oh, uh, okay. And I, I, no. yeah, it's it's a great idea for couples that were dating. It's, it's a great idea for couples that are couples. It's not a great idea for the kid who's like now going to embarrass you because he likes you when you have no idea who he is. Yep. Yeah. yeah. His, name, his name was Robert. <laughs> oh no, Robert! And a heavy set girl came into the room and said, "Is Jasmine Ellis in here?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yes." Yeah, yeah. And she's saying, "We belong together" by Mariah Carey, and like completely acapella, like the whole song. Yeah, it's a long song. <laughs> it was a long song, and it was just like all this eye contact. We belong. She went like the yeah, deepest yeah, tenor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, also. Did she go, this is from Robert at least? Because no. as it is now, it's just this woman singing Mariah Carey to you. <laughs> no, and so I went the whole day like terrified and excited but scared. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. this like Robert Robert hit a growth spurt much later in life. Sure. So I'm like, I'm 5'3 like I am now and he's 4'8. <laughs> and he was like, hi, I'm Robert. And I'm like, hi. Okay, yeah. yeah, and I was like, uh, well... I'm not allowed to have a boyfriend. That's a perfectly good excuse. Shout out to Robert. Shout out to Robert. I'm sure you're doing fine. (laughs) This guy was not doing fine. He shows up and he's like talking. She's in the she's in the ladies' room, fucking crying. In the another example of people on the show not being able to read a fucking room. She is crying in the mirror because she's been had this drink thrown on her and her night ruined and her husband's not coming and all this stuff. And he's like, having a good time? Like, that's his approach? That was the most borderline autistic thing I've seen on this show. Where he's like, I think it was a Mai Tai that was thrown on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, I got some terrible fruit rum drink on me. He's like, I think it was a Mai Tai. I hated him so much. It was terrible. And he finds, he's like, he basically says, like, oh, if you're, like, he he tells her that I've loved you forever since the first time I saw you. And to the credit of this show, she's like, Wow. That's actually really creepy, which I was like, all right, finally, someone fucking says that to one of these people. And she goes, and he's like, you know, I I tried to get you out of my head. I dated other women. I joined the Marines. I thought if I uh, 
burrowed myself deeper into my own spiritual enlightenment that I would get past you, but I haven't. I've been madly in love with you, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she's going on about the husband, and he says essentially, he's like, but do you love him? He's, she's complaining because my husband doesn't love me. And he goes, but do you love him? And she goes, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. And she goes on to think about, you know, I've never thought, I never even asked that question. I've been so concerned about making sure that he loved me that I haven't even thought if I actually love him and I don't love him. Yeah. And he was like, that's great for me. He's like, do you feel this connection? And she's like, there's no connection. There is Mace. And she makes this jar of this can of Mace. And I was like, all right, Gretchen, I'm fine. At this moment, I like you. I loved that moment. Because yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm so glad it's not just going to be some creepy thing where like a guy just emerges from the shadows and picks up a broken shoe. Yeah. But it gave her the strength to walk out. Right. Which I actually kind like. This show could have easily been the other way and just had this convenient moment where this guy from her past shows up and she that having someone else who loves her gives her the strength to whatever. But that's not what this is. No. It's just it was a, a thing that changed the way she's looking at a problem, right? It just changed her perspective a little bit and focused it back on herself as opposed to her relationship to a man. And I kind of like that. I love the part where she goes, he's the guy of my list. Yeah, I like that part a lot, too. She's going on. He's like, is he your guy of your dreams? And she says, well, he's got a lot of things. I made this list of things I want in a husband, and he's all of them. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, it sounds like it's the guy of your dreams. She goes, well, he's the guy of my list. I like that very much. And I think that's what was, was important about the whole six-and-a-half-year reunion was just realizing that, like, you don't have to have things perfect to have things good. Right, right, There's right. that moment where Jay and her mom actually have a chat. And it's one, of the, it's one of the only times Jay's mom's been nice to her. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually like that very much. Where she was just like, you know, she has this perfect life, but she's not happy. And, and I'm... I'm glad your life isn't perfect. Although she does say something kind of weird. She goes, you're the head cheerleader to me. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was... She doesn't, the mom's not great at that sort of thing. But no. she does come in and say, like, I I made you think that I wanted a daughter. I wanted you to be a daughter like Gretchen. I wanted a daughter like Gretchen or I wanted a daughter like whatever. No, I wanted I wanted you as a daughter. Mm-hmm. And she's not happy. Exactly. I, I, I This sort of wrap up there I thought was 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 good. And I feel like it could have been fine and maybe better if it didn't then end on this weird stuff. So she comes back out. Gretchen, like they're in the bathroom talking, um, and you hear this uh, Gretchen on the microphone on the PA go like, "Jay, I don't know her last name. Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. Jay. Tyler. Where are you, Jay? Tyler, get out here." She goes, oh, "Okay, I got to get my fucking comeuppance for throwing this drink on her." Yeah. She goes out there and she's like. Has this? She like does this like catwalk walk out to where she slinks out and she's like, "I want to thank you for being you because all of the terrible, lying, whatever parts negative of negative things, things about you, you all you are." And she's holding this. She like picks up a glass of wine on her walk there, and you think, "Oh, she's gonna throw this glass of wine on her." She's like, "It's led me to be me or whatever, whatever the line exactly is." And then she like just downs the wine instead of throwing it on her, and she's like, "She says, I can't remember the exact line, but it's something along." I'll always be big. Than you. She, yeah, she's like, I know I'm bigger than you and I will always will be. But then she says something else about how, like, whoever has, because uh, she's been passing out these couples cards of her and the husband. <laughs> Which she I goes, thought was Throw so them weird. out. They're no good. I'm losing his name and keeping the ring. And she, like, storms off. Which was like, like, I'll always be bigger than you was good. The drinking of the wine was fine. The rest of it was, like, just ham fisted, I felt like. Mm-hmm. It would have been, to me, it would have been better if she did all that stuff. 
it would have shown more growth if she didn't do that so performatively, right? If it wasn't such a show for everybody. But like we've been saying, like they don't trust that we get it. Exactly. <laughs> so they're exactly. like, she's over him. Like, she, right, you know right, how yeah. over him she yeah, is? Yeah, she's like, throw those couple cards away. And she like <laughs> has to make this big announcement. I, to me, it would have just been better if she like walked up to Jay and had that as like a personal conversation. It didn't need to be it, in front it, of everyone. It just seemed, yeah. And then the other thing that I fucking hated and now it's twice on this show and it's such male fantasy bullshit we cut to the scene of the accident where the fa- where the the husband has been in this accident he's not we dead. assumed was dead we very much assumed he was dead uh he's not dead he's getting like a neck brace put on he's going like ow 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 this woman walks up who's like with the tow truck company or whatever, and she's like this beautiful woman. Although very obviously Jewish. They did it on purpose. Clearly. She Eth- like ethnically she was very like dark, curly hair, the eyebrows. She was very like Jewish by ethnicity. Yeah, and they did it on purpose to be Absolutely like, they- she did. Because the whole thing is Gretchen had to convert for the husband because the husband's Jewish. Which she never shut up about which because he's more Jewish than me, because he was born you know, that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I had to take she goes like I converted for him. That was hard. There were like tests and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So he shows up and then he sees her and there's this flashing in his head of them uh, like various stages like they're in a couple and then she they're getting married and then she's pregnant and then they're a family and blah, blah, blah. With like 19 kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she like smiles at him. So it's like, oh, he's going to be okay too. <laughs> One, don't give a fuck if he's okay. Don't care about him as a character. He's done. He has been on screen for a total of 40 seconds. Couldn't was, give a shit. He was eating the chocolates he was supposed, he was supposed to bring to his away. wife. Yeah, he's, shitty. he's shitty across the board. <laughs> And can we stop? This is the same thing as the UPS guy having the hot nurse give him the fucking sponge bath. Can we stop with this magical bullshit of this, like, gorgeous woman that just shows up and fixes everything for these guys who don't even deserve that magicalness? It's just, I, yeah, it really annoys me. Those are characters. With, and the worst part about it, too, is that those are the characters without a name. Like, there's yeah, definitely, yeah, 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 yeah. There's this movement with women wanting to get better roles. Mm. And you can definitely see what was, like, the catalyst for that. Because, like, early 2000s, that role was attractive tow truck lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't remember her name. Attractive <laughs> nurse lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the shot, and it's like they're they're not given a single line. They're not given, and the the most important thing is what they look like. And yeah, then it's just like we're supposed to. It assumes that the viewer, male or female, right. cares so much about the man's interest and well being that he doesn't give a shit about the woman. And also. Sh- uh, it also implies that all that matters is that she's just a hot woman. Yeah. And that's going to be the so- salvation of all your problems is just an attractive woman likes you. Like, we don't know. She could be racist. We don't know. Yeah. It's very easy. We have no idea who this woman is because le- you haven't let her talk. She shows up and she has one line. She, I think she goes, is that your car? And something like that. <laughs> she says some line about, like, are you with the accident or whatever? Something to that effect. I, it, it's such horseshit, and it just really took me out of what was otherwise a fairly interesting story about like a character trying to grow up, and maybe the maybe Jay is going to try and be better or whatever. There was stuff happening, and then like so Jay then eventually has a a nice little moment with the dad the next day. So she was supposed to pick the dad up from the hospital the first time, but she didn't, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, "Oh, I'll just get my I'll get your sister to do it or whatever," and that bothered her. He has to go back to the hospital because they had run some routine tests, finds out he had a blood clot in his leg that they would never have seen if he didn't get hit by that car. Um, and she's, he's like, you're my lucky – you're like my lucky charm because if it wasn't for you – I'm not even mad you hit me with the car because if it wasn't for you, I'd be dead. That thing would have – the blood clot would have killed me. 
Um, mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, that's great. And he, they have this moment. She's like, so I'm just having, you know, I'm, she's like, you're good. And he's like, yeah, I'm having breakfast with my daughter. Of course I'm good. The dad's like so lovable. Yeah. Um, they d- that's a big turn from episode one when he's asked about an orgasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just too much. Yeah. I was not into the dad in the beginning. No, 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 no. They've given him a nice balance. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And also, like, they gave him some bit of, like, personality in the hospital because he is a doctor. He's, like, kind of being a bit overbearing in the hospital, which I would imagine a doctor would be like, oh, I don't see the – he's like, I don't see the, the x-ray of the left side of the tibula, and what about these tests? And I don't need this thing. You're just trying to get extra money out of me and blah, blah, blah. I did think it was funny when they cut to one point where he's on the phone, and then you see that he's playing cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah, is he yeah, just, yeah. like, lounging in the hospital and doesn't want to come home? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that's exactly what it was. He just <laughs> wanted to play cards with his friend. Not even, like, in a way that, like, he doesn't want to go home because he's not happy at home. It was just, oh, I get to hang out and play cards with my friends. Like, this will be fun. <laughs> like, he's literally just surrounded by doctors, and they're like, like playing cards on his lap. Yeah. Um, I the one thing I did so that was fine. I like the I like the sort of wrap up with their their relationship is good. I don't get in all the other ones the phrases or whatever have sort of come have had like meaning or have had like oh that's a turn like so in the previous episode it was bring her to him and it mm-hmm. was like oh first it's her being the 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 nun to the priest and it's no it's and then the god and then no it's actually the daughter back to the father there's I don't think so like destroy Gretchen doesn't have one of those get off your ass I don't know what that even supposed to mean like because if, if she got off her ass and not helped him with the trash can and helped him with the trash cans right. then he wouldn't have got hit and then he would have died, died blood caught alright so then why get off your ass that's not good don't get off your ass that's something like well, if it was being sarcastic if it, if the flamingo was being sarcastic and being like don't get off your ass sweetie but then it turns out oh no it was an actual instruction don't get off your ass because then he's gonna he wouldn't have gotten this hit and would have uh, stroked out from this blood clot. There just isn't that thing. Sorry. <laughs> we all saw that. There's a droplet of spit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just kind of launched a little bit. I apologize. It's okay. Uh, there just isn't that moment where the you kind of get a reveal of what the what they want from her. Yeah. You know what I mean? You this never... one just seemed to be like random act after random act. Yeah, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Oh, one more thing we, we didn't touch on that sure. I think I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how this plays out next time. Mm. Eric's wife calls his cell phone. Yes. And uh, and Jay picks up the phone and she's and Eric's wife is like, who is Heidi, by the way, is her name. Yeah, yeah. Who is this? And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. Eric can't come to the phone. And she goes, why? And she goes, because he's pleasuring me sexually yeah, yeah, he's right now. he's servicing me sexually. Servicing me sexually. <laughs> Is the word, she, and she even says to her, like she goes, "I'm the uh, I'm his wife," and he she's oh the wife who broke his heart and left him and cheated on him or whatever. And I was like, Jay, that is not your place. You no one on the show knows boundaries. But you know what I thought was interesting? And yeah. she goes, "What? Yeah." So I was like, "What oh, if I it very, ain't true?" I very much have this thought that there's something we're not learning there, and that's kind of what I thought. So what? So the the fireworks in the eyes thing that we came up before is this moment. She tells Eric. Uh, Jay tells Eric, oh, your wife called. And uh, she, oh, what did she say? She goes, oh, I told her that you couldn't talk because you were servicing me sexually. Got to go or whatever. It's like this like flirtatious moment. And then Eric, we get this close-up of Eric, and he goes all wide-eyed. And, like his pupils like dilate. And I was like, oh, this is going to be the reveal. That is them trying to set up that there's more to this story of him and his wife than meets the eye. I think right? so. Right? But then it's just the fireworks go off and I was like, oh, this big wide-eyed thing is just he, him falling in, more in love with Jay or whatever. But her reaction of like, what? What are you talking about? Makes me think that there's definitely like something else to that story. Yeah. And it would kind of have to be because otherwise like he's just this purely good 
put upon guy that counts just, names. There's just nothing there. That seems too flat. Like, yeah, I think yeah, we would have yeah. stopped talking about Heidi already. I, what if he made up all of that? That could be very interesting. What if they're just, he's like, also, she called the only other interaction we know of that we've seen is the first time, the first episode, he looks at that phone and she's called, there's 60 messages or whatever, right? When she goes, oh, your ass is ringing. Yeah. So, like, she's calling and calling and calling and calling. Something is happening there. I kind of like that set. I do like that they we're maybe going to learn something more there. I'm curious about that. Yeah. Also, I love that Jay doesn't have a cell phone. I love that this is the land before phones. Yeah, yeah, where yeah, his yeah, part, yeah. she goes, my phone is ringing. Like, you don't have a phone. And that was like a possible thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then she has to take the other. Yeah, she has to take Eric's phone. And also, it's a world where that allows the setup for her to answer the phone and Eric's. Imagine answering someone else's phone right now. That's in, I don't even answer my own phone. That's weird. I don't think I've, I can't remember yeah. the last time I've opened Ans- Answer someone else's phone. Like I won't. Even, I, I won't answer my girlfriend's phone. I'll be like, oh hey, your mom's calling or whatever. Or yeah. hey, somebody, like if she's in the other room and I see the phone, I'll just go, oh hey, so your so and so's calling. Like, but I'm not gonna. Nowadays, if I you call someone and you hear a different voice, you assume that person's like hurt. Yeah, someone's dead. dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a bad sign. Now that's For crazy. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I like these two episodes. Are so well, are you at a point? You're kind of you're saying you're in. You want to see more? I'm curious. I'm yeah, in. Yeah, excellent. Me too. Anything you want to plug? This will be out Thursday. Yeah. Okay. So um. It's a little while from now, but my Austin friends are welcome to mark your calendars. August 10th, I'm going to be headlining Sure Thing awesome. at Fallout Theater, which is always fun. Great so show, so definitely do that. Come check us out. Uh, this will be out on Thursday. So uh, last night, we ran a benefit for races at, uh, not racists, that's, uh, I know it's a hardly, hard to pronounce word, but Racist Texas is an organization that they does refugee rights. Of, I know it's uncomfortable. It's a bad acronym. It's not great. Work on it. Uh, <laughs> but they do legal services for refugees at the border, and they're helping to pay immigrant bonds. So let's say we raised, I don't know, $200,000 for races last night, so it was super fun. Uh, the July 3rd, I'll be headlining Cap City Comedy Club, so come out to that. The Sting is July 11th this month. We pushed it back a week uh, to avoid July 4th. So July 11th, the second Wednesday of the month, come out to The Sting. That's going to be super fun. Uh, at Chris Cubis on all social media. And if you like the show, rate, give us five stars on iTunes. Give us five stars on all the stuff that you can give us five stars on. And remember, I do have a little bit of Patreon that we just launched last week. We've gotten some pledges, which is super generous, and I really appreciate it. Those Patreon-exclusive episodes will start the fo- not this coming Thursday, but the following. We'll, that week, we'll start putting out the Patreon-exclusive episodes and running the uh, polls and stuff. So keep an eye out for that. You can find the link to the Patreon at the top of my Twitter handle, at Chris Cubis or at CancelPod. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hope there's one thing really mystifying. Got me laughing now, it's got me crying. All my life will be destined to find. Till I 